Hi there, it's Tanya, Tanya Stokes of the Tanya Stokes Podcast. <laughs> this girl is anal. Ooh, no, I could not find a name. All the names were taken. Listen, today's guest is Robin Castilla. Robin Castilla. <laughs> I had to say it fast so that I could say it right. Man, you are going to enjoy this. So as I was trying to edit it, and I couldn't do much editing because she dropped so many gems and I just wanted you to take it all in. So um, this is a great conversation during Black History Month. I think you will find this very enlightening. You have Robin Castile. Okay, we're just chatting. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. And let me know what you think. Robin, welcome to the show, girl. Let's chat. Hey, Tanya. How are you? Welcome to the show, girly. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Just finished the workout. So super charged, super pumped. Nice. Where do you work out? Where? What, do you, what type of workouts um, do you do? It's, it's more performance training. Um, so it's similar CrossFit, but not exactly. It's at New Body um, Fitness, a black-owned company that's been here for, I think, over 10 years. Is that um, Sonia? Uh, so, huh? Do you work out with Sonia? Um, no. I, that name doesn't sound familiar, but the owners are Jasmine and Jane. Simpson. Okay. Okay. That's that's somebody and else. the two girls is in my class know that it's not a Sonia in my class. Okay. Okay, cool. I thought this was the, uh, she's a local lady. Um, she used to play with the WNBA. She also trained Fantasia and a lot of, um, some of the local celebs, if you will, but I, I could have sworn the name of her company was new body, but okay. so how do you like it? I, oh my gosh, I love it. I've been doing it for almost a month now and I feel a difference in my body and how it's operating and what it can do. I'm able to keep up with my daughter more. I'm able to squat down. Nice. Do challenge, you know, and not be with my knees <laughs> sore and stuff. You know? you, so, did you say do the busted really challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So was this yeah, a part so. of your, was this a part of like the new year's resolution, new year's resolution, new year, new me, or it's just something you've always been interested in? I've always worked, uh, worked out on and off for since like four years. So we've been here in Charlotte for four years. So on and off for four years. And I just, and last year actually we started this initiative. So sometime in December, because I didn't want it to be New Year type of situation. I just wanted to do it just when I felt tired of just loafing around the house during the quarantine, eating, not being active. And I said, I need to do something about it in order to survive this season of life. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So let's go back. Robin, pronounce your last name for me. Castilla. Castilla. I was going to say Castella. Which my husband's Italian, so in Italian, the G is silent, so that's why it's Castilia. Castilia. And we met at church. Yes, we did, and we hit it off. And Instantly. And- <laughs> it was crazy. Going hard ever since. Yes. You my, re- you my real friend. Like you give it straight, no taste, and I hey. love you. 
Hey, that's, I do what I do. I give, I give out what I want back. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I need to be checked, I expect you to check me, you know? So, I mean, you know, in a, in a nice, warm, friendly way. I mean, it was Warren Buffett that said correction is a gift. And every now and then we need to be corrected. regardless of how we feel about it. Um, Sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes we need that as long as, you know, it's coming from a good space and everybody's heart is pure. So Robin, let's talk about your journey. Um, You know, most of the people that I talk to on this show are entrepreneurs or have some, um, some lifelong plan of being an entrepreneur. Let's talk about your journey as far as entrepreneurship. Um, so you are a licensed, um, natural hair stylist. Correct. Tell me, how has that been for you? Well, it's been, uh, very much, it has been a journey. It has been, um, kind of, I haven't been able to go full throttle with it because there are limitations regarding my, um, my home and, you know, your home is your first ministry. So you Mm -hmm. can't just throw everything away from that. But um, I left my corporate job probably about four, um, three, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, but before that, I went to Sister Lock training in Atlanta. And because I just wanted to learn, I didn't know really, I didn't have the goal of doing Sister Locks. I just wanted to learn the mythology and the um, how, how to do it. I wanted to learn the technique. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And I think that in combination with the um, it's the rate the racism that I experienced on my corporate job and the microaggression mm-hmm. kind of molded, catapulted me to start looking in the direction of working for myself. I think I was just frustrated. The writing was on the wall. I was trying to m- make myself do something that every all the signs were screaming. I wasn't this wasn't the calling for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't even, I took several personality assessments and that was the last job that I should have been in software development for mm-hmm. my type of personality. And eventually I just decided to say, Lord, you know, just have your way. Let's really it it's, it's, I don't care. It doesn't, you just, I just want to do what I want to lo- I love. And through that, and also through my own sister life journey and my own natural hair journey, I um, came to want to, show that and express that and help other women find that for themselves, other black women, um, to embrace our natural beauty. And so it kind of took off from there. I always wanted to do hair, even from a little child, but I never, I didn't think it was going to be lucrative. I think I went the studious, the the collegiate route, because I just think I thought that's what my others wanted me to do right and um but that really wasn't what I was best suited for I'm more creative I'm a creative thinker um and so I just decided to just let it happen and let it flow okay and so when you say the racism that you experienced at work do you think it was partly because of how you wore your hair or just people being themselves well, no, I don't think it was how I did my hair because it was a virtual um, remote position. That means I work from home. Okay. Um, Monday through Friday, I, I went to see clients occasionally, maybe once every a few months or so. Um, my my encounter with microaggression on um, racism at my previous employer was more from a standpoint of 
you know how people want to take your fight from you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think black people, we have been bullied in that for centuries. Um, people wanted to take our fight. And I, I, I came through working with clients who they didn't like that I was telling them what they needed to do with their system. They weren't working with me. I wasn't, but then again, I wasn't also too showing them myself. I think if you, if you are more friendly and you let down your guard and you show people a little bit about you, not even on a work level, on a personal level, mm-hmm. I think they're more apt to work with you. I wasn't doing that. I had a wall up. So yeah, I take um, ownership for that. But um, they, I just got a lot of static and a lot of pushback on people working with me. And it was like, I came in with this, I'll try to overall remain positive, but it seemed like there was always um, techniques in the works to try to just gut punch and just take that motivation, take that fight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just working, working in corporate is, is never easy anyway. I mean, I've done corporate as well and you have so many personalities that you have to deal with. You don't know what's going on at home with some people, you know what I mean? And even though we have this thing in the beauty industry where we say you leave your problems at the door and you pick them up on your way out. Cause this isn't the place for that because people are coming in this space with their own issues. And even though we're not therapists, they think we are, (laughs) or they like to, they like to utilize that time as their sounding board. And um, so in, in corporate, it's, it's kind of the same thing, except people bring the stuff to work and it does have an effect on 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 the work itself it has an effect on the morale of the department or the company and before you know it everything is just completely out of control so how do you feel now that you've left corporate you feel like it was the right decision it was the best best decision i ever made for myself i should have done it sooner i hate that when i was in high school i didn't i didn't have people speaking into my life to see to bring out, oh, well, you don't always, you don't have to go to college. Everything doesn't have to be college. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can tap into your creative side. I, um, that could motivate me to potentially, because I could have took some cosmetology classes. I could have finished my cosmetology um, license in high school. Right. Um, when you're young and have more, you know, energy and more time. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, you know, I, I guess, like we have no control over time. Right. So I think all things, sometimes they just work as it should think about it. Like after school, you, you, you did the whole college thing, you know, you went to corporate and you learned all these systems. And the one thing that we lack, we, my industry, the, the beauty salon industry, we lack systems and, I I say this stuff all the time. If you do not have a system, you will fail. But even though we work with systems, we don't see it as a system and people don't get it. Like when you color hair, it's a system, the relaxer system, you know, your, you know, the way you greet customers, the way you run your business, everybody needs a system, right? So what you were teaching in corporate, you could take that to the beauty industry in your, in your loctician 
business because you're going to need a system to be successful. And I don't take any of that as wasted time. I absolutely am settling into my experience and know that it is what makes me who I am. And it had to be that way. There are actually no regrets. Um, because even like you said, my master's degree, all of that is life experience mm-hmm. to be applied to right now. And none of it was a waste. And it all makes me who I am showing up right now today. Right. And so absolutely. It, it, it's just, it's beneficial and I wouldn't take anything for that. I, so I'm you, so grateful. Yeah. And you know, sometimes life will bring you full circle. To a place you've been before just to show you how much you have grown. And that's a quote. I read that somewhere. It'll take you full circle to a place that you've been before. It's not the exact place, but the situation is the same. Now, the the test is how you're going to handle it and the way that you're going to handle it. Exactly. So the same things that you experienced at work you're probably going to experience in corporate, you're probably going to experience in the salon or, or in another, in another area of your life. And that's going to be an opportunity for you to see the growth in you as a person, period. Right. And I think when I first started, I was naive to think, oh, well, you know, it's going to be my own business. So I'm going to not have, I'm not going to have to worry about the lack of motivation. No, those still, those things still show up. You still have days you don't want to get up. You don't want to do someone's hair. You don't want to help them see how this is going to be a journey. Like, you just don't want to do it. So right. a lot of those things, are, they translate to other areas, too. And they're not going to be, I mean, because we're just all humans here on this earth. And there are issues with us that don't, that will never go away. So... Let's talk about the business. Are you loving it? Are you loving what first of all, what is the name of your company? It's called Aerial Tree of Life. And I named it Aerial Tree of Life because aerial roots are roots um, that grow above the ground from a tree. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to base my business around a holistic approach, realizing that your hair is a plant. And the nutrients on the inter- internal um, nutrients and external nutrients affect that growth of that plant. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of wanted to go from that holistic approach. So that was what was the concept there. I am a natural hair specialist. I specialize in sister locks, um, traditional locks, interlocks, um, loose natural hair, crochets. I could do braids. I could do thermals. Um, flat twist, any type of twist up style. So, um, it's kind of a, a broad spectrum of things. I also offer a hair and body, um, oil. I nice. also offer body butter, candles, rose water, what? oil. Come on now. Yeah. Come on, entrepreneur. Yes, ma'am. Got to put in that club for the merch. Yes. Merch yes. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So out of out of all those things, like doing locks and um, like you, you do the silkening and all this other stuff, which one do you enjoy the most? Locking. Locking. So is locking there a difference in locking? I also like, I actually, uh, for a close second, is loose natural, like in a twist up style, like a, either a twist out or a flat twist style. Okay. I like doing it too. Okay. Is there a difference in locking and dreadlocks or is it just like the well, name? Dread, that dread, 
I don't know. I think dreadlocks is a slang type of system. Okay. Term. I was um, thinking that. more traditional locks. Mm-hmm. You have traditional locks and they vary in sizes. But you can also have freeform locks. That's pretty much where the person just lets different sections, different sizes lock on its own. They just basically get up and don't do anything to their hair. So and then the what is the... Form. What is the difference in, okay, I, I get that, the dreadlocks and the freeform locks. Tell me about sister locks. Like what's, what is, I know you said you took the sister lock certification in Atlanta. Like what was the thing about sister locks? Other than the fact that you wear them and they're gorgeous, you have beautiful hair. But what was the thing that, that, that drew you to sister locks versus... Um, just doing traditional locks. Like, why did you want to be certified, and what's the big deal in that? So for me, it was it started with my own journey, me getting sister locks. So I had my daughter um, four years ago, and I just felt like I needed a style that was going to be easy, convenient, get up and go because I just felt like my the time that I spent on my get ready routine was going to have to um, decrease. And so I was, I, I, one year I took a whole year just to kind of look through a permanent style that I wanted. And I had been natural 10 years prior to do, considering this. And I just looked at Sister Locks and I liked the look of it. And so because I liked the look, I researched it for a year and decided to get them installed in my head. And then mm. after that, I was like, I saw the, I saw it kind of taking off and I also saw the natural hair wave because again I was loose natural for 10 years before I got locked and um I was just like you know I think black women are and then this social climate and everything like that I felt like it was the time now for me to step into helping black women um achieve our understand our natural beauty and I know that for me it was a process to help me understand my natural beauty and it wasn't like a year or two it was like years for me to look in the mirror and say, you know what, I like you with no additions, with no makeup, without a follow, without a mention, like none of that. Like I like me. Nice. And so I think I wanted to share that. Like, cause you can only give a bag if you've secured the bag for yourself. And so I wanted to, I've already secured it for me. So it was just more like, I'm blessed to be a blessing. The next thing was to let me help somebody else. And then that was how, the um the decision was made for me to go and start learn sister locks and the concept. Let me tell you, those locks are gorgeous. I haven't seen I haven't seen a bad one yet. And I've seen uh, your locks. I've seen your work. You do great um work. I've been trying to convince Thank other you. people. I have some clients that are natural and they have such an active lifestyle, you know? Um yes. they they get up every morning and jog. Then they have to go take a shower get dressed, go to work, do something with and their it's hair. Perfect. It's perfect for that. It, it is perfect. You know, Let me tell is, you. Yes, it is perfect for that. In the summer, if you want to swim, you want to go swimming. What I like about it too is that the locks are so small. From a distance, you look like you just have a bob. You know what I mean? And right. or micro braids. So or micro braids, yeah. Micro-braids. And the, the color, because the locks are so small, it's easy for the color to penetrate the lock. So the people that wear color and all this other stuff, I'm like, get it. You could still come yes. to me. Like some of my clients have been with me for 10, 15 years, probably as long as I've been in Charlotte. I've been here almost 20 years. So um some of my clients have been to me 
have been coming to me that long. And I'm like, look, you can still come to me, but I think this is the best thing for you. It goes over well in corporate. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I can't work out today because I have a meeting tomorrow, or I can't work out in the morning because I have a meeting in the morning. You can do all those things and still come home, beat your face, put on your corporate suit and look fabulous. Well, and I think that's a great call out, but I do think you've got to keep in mind that there are levels to natural um, because everybody isn't ready to, it may, they may be natural, right? But they may not be ready to jump to so, rocks because cause it's a commitment. Natural. Yeah. You could be natural, but you get your hair blown out or you could be natural under your quick weave or natural under your crochet or natural under a, a beanie. And everybody is not wearing their, I think, it, I think it helps if you have worn your hair, just your hair, without weave and kind of got into your hair and found a style that works for you just with your hair and no thermal. Mm-hmm. Like, and then once you have done that for a little while, I think you can, you're more um, apt to then maybe say, okay, this whole me getting up flat twisting, untwisting, twist out, all of that is difficult. So, and it requires, it's, it's labor intensive and it takes time. So then the natural thing after that is like, I got to get something easier. Right. Natural hair is not easy. It's not at all. It ta- not at all. It takes a lot of work to work through that. And so then that's how you're able to then move to, okay, the locks thing. But locks have had a bad rap because of some people don't keep them up and then they can hold older and then they've been stigmatized and discriminated against. Um, so I think the lock, the perception of locks is changing now more than it ever has. Mm. Yeah, 65% of my clientele are natural. So most of them do blow out. I have, I can count on one hand, the natural clients I have that actually want a natural style. And some of those people are, are the people that I'm telling, look, you should consider sister locks. All these styles that we're doing on your natural hair, Mm -hmm. you can, you could still do these styles with sister locks. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm more yeah. of a, if you're natural and you want to blow out, I'm that person. I'm not really, I mean, even though I do natural styles, I prefer to blow out in color, cut blow out in color on natural hair. I think it looks amazing. Um, just like, and I think that's probably what really drew me to the sister locks versus the traditional locks. Because the traditional locks, you can't, you can still do a lot of styles, but sometimes it's just so bulky um, and yeah, even yeah. even coloring them is 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 not as easy as with sister locks, and um, but anyway, so hats off to you for that. Now, what made you decide to develop your own products? Where did that come from? You got tired of it buying? Came from the it came from the holistic approach that I'm trying that I'm implementing in my personal life. Okay. Again, I want I'm moving toward less processed anything, anything food. Um, products, all of that holistic things that are are basically from the earth. I follow Dr. Cece's, um advice on how the that we really don't need any prescriptions. The earth is funny us everything and has everything naturally for us to get over this is anything true. under the sun. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I'm just implementing that into, I've already implemented that in my personal life and I have some other changes that I have yet to make. And that was the goal behind that and wanting something that was more good for our skin because I just realized that a lot of these products, they, uh, most of them, 
they weren't created for black people either. And a lot of them do us a disservice. They cause hyperpigmentation, sores, um, acne, and different things. And I wanted to go to the more holistic route and use And I know because I am making it, I know what's in it. And I'm also my own tester because I'm using it on myself before I am. Um, and I'm seeing results before I push it out to others and sell it. Nice. So... You mentioned earlier that um, your husband is Italian. Yep. Right? And your daughter, yeah. and you have a daughter, Sarah. Can you use yeah. your products on in Sarah's hair? I use my product on Sarah every day. Oh, yep, every nice. Day. Now, uh, my body butter, I use on her skin. When she comes out of the bath, at night, I rub her down with my body butter. It's a lavender um, by whip shea butter. And um, it's more thick on the thicker side. Of course, it melts down. When it melts down, it can melt down to an oil, mm-hmm. just like um, my hair serum. But I find that oils weigh her hair down because of, she's biracial. So it weighs her texture down. Now, my hair can take straight oil mm-hmm. more than her hair can. So there are some other sprays I'm formulating to kind of work better for people with a mixed background. Okay. Or people with more, uh, not going to say mixed background, because we all mixed background, <laughs> but um, people with the more of a um, looser texture that where the oils may weigh their hair down. So if I wanted to use your oil on a blowout, and will I still get the movement? Absolutely, but I would say that you would want to um, add it on the roots more so. Okay. Um, because, and let that oil gradually slide down the hair shaft. Okay. Just like the natural sebum on our scalp does, but you want it to put it on the scalp first because the scalp is where, um, is, the, is the ground, is the, is the fertile ground, basically. Okay. Well, let's kind of, let's kind of change, shift things just a little bit. And we've been through so much. I mean, four years have been, this has been a rough four years, not to mention COVID and Black Lives Matter and the racial injustice that we face in America. And you mentioned earlier about racism um, at work and corporate and you have a biracial daughter. How does all this fit? You're married to an Italian man. You have a biracial daughter. How do you talk to Sarah about this stuff, if at all? Because she she may right. be too young and so far removed from it, you know, because of her age. Right. So I basically keep it simple. I, I keep it simple. So she has this activity center that says, um, it, one of them are talk about the police department and the police pick up bad guys. So when I'm when I when she's in her activity center, I'll say, well, you know, Sarah, sometimes things are not always as it should be. So the police officers are supposed to get bad guys, but sometimes they are not good themselves. The police officers. So and then I might leave it at that, mm-hmm. and then I'll let her ask questions, okay. and then if I see something else like I've seen them doing the Pledge of Allegiance in her um, class and you know I did I asked her, her um, the director of school you know are you guys addressing the nuances of that because I don't want my daughter to just be up there saying the Pledge of Allegiance and not realizing that there are some things that 
the 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 flag and the America, the powers that be, have a responsibility too. Right. And, and um and so I just kind of just give it to her in nuggets like that. Um, I'll tell her, you know, but especially with COVID, you know, there are people right now that are sick, so we have to maintain our business, and we can't we have to wear a mask. You know, there are people right now that are suffering because. Um, everybody doesn't like everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people pick and choose the people they like based mm. on outside, um, based on physical um, characteristics, based and- on skin or hair. And she, she'll be like, and she, she gets it. She'll be like, Mom, yeah. like you're black and I'm black and Daddy's white, and mm-hmm. my skin is a little bit lighter than your skin. I was like, right, but just because your skin is lighter doesn't mean my skin isn't isn't just as pretty you know or something like that and so I'll just kind of help her and just basically nuggets little bits and pieces and she will ask questions too nice wow I'm sure that's not an easy conversation to have it's tough to have to explain that to her because not only is she biracial but then she has like your husband's side of the family and I'm sure you know over there with all the love and she sees like, okay, all these people look the same. They look like dad. And then she goes to your people. He's like, all these people (laughs) look like mom. And I'm sure the two families do things differently. You cook differently, you clean differently, you talk differently. You know what I mean? So yeah. So add another dynamic into it. Well, that was my next question. How how did that Right, you could be two race, the same race, and have a it be a cultural difference. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I feel like what Mike and I do is we communicate. We're open and honest. We finally got to a place where we just put it out there, and we um deal with we're and it, we deal with issues right when they happen. Like, and then we also at I the like same that time, pick and choose our battles. Yeah, but we're open and we honest about how something is making us feel. And we connect on the things that are, that we connect on. Like, everything isn't a difference. Some things are just a preference. Okay. You know, and I think we have to kind of, we, we, we feel really good about seeing the difference between that. And just kind of um, making sure that our core beliefs, though, were aligned. So, okay. if we, you have differences, but it started out our core beliefs were aligned. Like we connected on a raising uh, our goals for raising a family and um, our our faith goals. Like we already that was already cemented, right? Um, and that I we I mean we knew we loved each other, so that was I think you have to have love mm-hmm. and um, you have to have a mutual understanding and respect. But I think it can like times like now can weigh heavily especially on our our marriage because i see things and I, i'll mention them i'll be like you know that wasn't right when he said that you know he when the um when the charlottesville thing happened you know good people on both sides and now um it took him several days to denounce the storm the, the people that stormed the capitol and you know when we're out in public you know i don't pay attention as much but i am that mama bear like you know, you jump and I'm going, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. But, um, and, but it, it just kind of just, we just make sure that what our nucleus, we're not letting none of that filtrate into our nucleus. We love each other. 
we respect each other. I know that he gets my plight more than the average person. Now, he don't get it totally because he's not black. Right. But I make sure that I'm having honest conversations. And I could, I mean, I could never be in a marriage where I was censored or I, I couldn't express freely. And I, and we express freely with each other. Like he asked me questions. I'll ask him questions. I help my husband be a better person because I'd be like, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. You gotta, there's other things you gotta consider. There's some nuances here, you know. I help him see that. And then at the same point, I think he helps me be a better person because I can um, see where there are some things that I need to act on and where, you know, maybe it's not just black and white. There mm-hmm. is a gray portion too. I, 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 I feel like being sometimes, and this, and I've expressed this to my husband too, being around a white person or white people constantly can be like a vortex for someone who is not white. It can kind of suck you in. Mm-hmm. And and I mean suck you in like almost, and you can kind of be and start being or acting or saying or doing things that are not 100% true to yourself. And I just know that I am a rebel. So my personality when I feel like I'm getting, I know, I stand firm. I'm like, no, you're not going to do this. I understand you got privilege. I understand all of that. But I got to, I'm staying in my lane. Like, so I really, every day, every moment have to willfully say, no, I'm not just going to get sucked into this vortex of white is right. We have the standard of living. You should be like us. Like, like. No, I don't. That's that's bullcrap. That's interesting. I do have um, friends of all races, and I know during the you know George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and you know the countless you know mistreatment of um, black and brown folks. I like when you said we deal with things right away because that's how I am with my friends. If something like a friend of mine sent me a, um, I don't know what holiday it was, maybe 4th of July or something like that. And um, he was like, happy 4th of July. What are you doing today? Even in COVID, right? So I replied with the video from uh, George Floyd. And he said, yeah, Tanya, that was really sad. You know, because for me, regardless of what race you are, I want to talk about these things and I don't want right. you, I don't want you to give me what you think I want to hear, you know, and, Absolutely. and a lot of, a lot of the clients have been struggling with that at work. And they were just like, I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to talk about this with some of my white counterparts. And I'm like, why not? This is the perfect opportunity for you to have that open dialogue. You know what I mean? And tell them exactly how you feel. It's a perfect opportunity for you to really get to know them on a deeper level. Well, I think a lot of people don't trust their emotions. It's a very, uh, very emotionally traumatic experience that we are still living through. And I think a lot of times tempers can flare because we are just tired. I mean, and we need to just get over it. But and me included. Stop trying to convince white people that we are in a system. We are the oppressed. Or we're important. Like, you know, I'm I'm not going to convince you that I'm important and that I, that my life matters. 
I'm not going to convince right. you of that. But my right. point is, I, and maybe I'm just different. You know, I, a friend of mine, you know, she was going back and forth with a, with a friend of hers who was white and he has a podcast. And I was like, tell him I want to be on his podcast, you know, because he saw things differently. You know what I mean? Like right. he, he was the type of person that says, well, he should have complied or, you know, he shouldn't have talked back. What? All you do is talk back and you never right. comply. So how is this good for one and not good for the other? And Absolutely. which is the perfect time for us to talk about what happened at the state Capitol. Were you guys complying? They sure were not. Right. They were in so manners. exactly. And then right and in New York, just the other day, they were having a peaceful protest and the police officer stormed the black folks. Somebody sees our power and we don't. But the powers that be see the power that is within us. Right. Well, I won't take, um, you know, I I don't run to the fight. But if I'm ever given an opportunity to have an open dialogue with someone at work or just a, a friend of a, another race who just doesn't get it, even though sometimes I'm very passionate about what I say, so it may come across as Tanya's a little angry, you know, I'll count to 10 and step back a little bit. And I want to explain it to you correctly so that you get it. But I am not going to say, which a lot of, a lot of people did this. I'm not having that conversation with them. And I'm talking to my girlfriends, like you should have that conversation. Yeah. Don't shut it down. I'm not running. I'm not, I I will sometimes run for the fight, but I'm tired of having conversations about fluff. How was your day? Where are you going to school? All of this and that. How the kids? No, I want to have real dialogue conversations because when I die, Character has to live in this world that I either made better or made worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm about like, come on, let's get with it. Let's dive into it. Like, let's have a conversation and let's talk through things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about stuff I don't know. Like race is, is, is in front of me and my husband's face every moment of the day. I'm talking about what I live. So was it, was it, was it tough this year? How was it this year? Um, just was it something you guys had to talk about on a regular basis? Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, why is this? What is, what, what is the problem? Like, is it racism at the end of the day? Yeah. Money, money, money gives power, though. But money and power. Yeah. A friend of mine, um, we were talking and he, he was disappointed in something his boss said. And uh, it was crazy. I don't even know how we got to that conversation because he he called me about some business stuff. And I said, you know, Trump being in office was about the money, which brings the power. So you're right. shocked because your boss is a little upset, but it's about yeah. the money. Right. People know that when Biden comes in, the tax codes, all the tax laws, all these things are going to be different. And they don't want that. It's not to say that they don't want him in office. They just don't want what comes with him. Right. So and He exploited what was already there. A lot of people were like, well, he brought this. 
you know, America, all of this underbelly, uh, all this mm-hmm. other, other stuff, it was always here. Yeah. Exploited it. Yeah. And that's, that's where we give him credit. Like I I said that the other day, I was like, you know, I'm thankful for the man because had it not been for him being in office, all this hidden racism. Oh my God. He exposed all of it. All of it. Some of the, some of the people that sat right next to you at work, if you watch them on Facebook, oh my God. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. So yeah, you gotta give him big ups for that, dude. We still we're not That's feeling you, but you gave people permission to come out and show us exactly who they are. So now I know who you are. I'm not gonna stop speaking to you, but I'm definitely dealing with you differently. Right. So, and so now it's all the mess is all out and hit the fan out. Now how can we? move forward and rebuild right how can we heal and i feel like healing starts with conversation so your clients they're refusing they're kind of getting in the way of their own healing yeah by not having a conversation you gotta have a conversation and you gotta put yourself around people that maybe you wouldn't normally be around yep um because we gotta see each other as more similar than um than, than different than different yeah, there was a there's a Oprah used to say this all the time when she had uh, a specialist on her show and they did this study and they were like, we are ninety nine point nine percent alike. The only difference right. in us is the color of our skin. Absolutely. You know, we all have the same organs. We cut when we you know, we bleed when we cut like the whole nine, you know, yeah. but but then you have to dig deeper and say, are we really 99.9% alike? No, we're not. Because the George Floyd thing was horrible. And the lie that y'all told about Ahmaud Aubrey was horrible. And I would never do that. As Not as a human being. Let's look well, beyond being a Christian. I'm talking okay. about being a human being. I've watched, well, I have watched other races rescue dogs, like damn near drown to save a dog, want to fight you for not letting the ducks or the dogs cross the street, but you will go kill a human being and lie about what happened. Are we really 99.9% alike? (laughs) The makeup. Yes. Evil is in all of us, but generational curses and generational bonds are real. Just like we can, uh, our trauma for my ancestors. I wasn't a slave. My parents weren't a slave. I never had, I, you know, but that still travels through our bloodline. Right. And things, and, and generational curses travel through bloodlines. So does generational and so, blessings. And so does generational blessings. So that could be something that travels through a bloodline. I don't, I'm not sure, you know, but right. I do know. We all have the um, the capacity to do some of the most heinous things to ever, people have done. Yeah. We all have that capacity. Well, talking about um, PTSD, I mean, you have, talk, you know, trauma. Look at the after COVID. There's going to be a lot of PTSD. You think you have what? Four, is it 400,000 people that died? think that was the number right. on yesterday. It's just the trauma of dealing with all the deaths and the fact that a lot of people are still saying that, you know, oh, you know, 
this isn't real. Like how, how do we explain these deaths? Yeah, I lost a lot of family members to COVID. I mean, too many to count. Um, and it's definitely a dark cloud. And I think that's where um, my faith kind of helps me. But, you know, you can't help but just be like, Lord, why? Like, why? Right. Right. You, you can stop this. Um, but then I think, too, mental health and therapy and counseling, plays a part but you can barely you know get in right now i think we're all just suffering yeah we just need to god just needs to give us a bomb to heal and we need grace we need to give it to extend grace we need to breathe it in and breathe it out mm-hmm. we need to receive it and then give it to self give it away to somebody you know yeah and i think that can help and you know um just just with what i've learned with reiki just even like you working out just letting go of some of that, you, leaving some of that at the gym helps a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, if I didn't work out, I'd probably beat somebody up. Like, <laughs> literally, girl, I am not lying. My husband laughed at me all day. He's like, girl, you so passionate. You just, I just think you just want to beat somebody's butt, like, down. I was like, you know that? Look, it's the way you said it that was funny. You were like, girl, because I would probably beat somebody up. Like, Like, for real, I'll put hands on people, honey. That is funny. Especially when I see why I can't be watching every video. When I watch that video of that white woman at that hotel Mm -hmm. attacking that black boy, I was Mm -hmm. like, you know, the mama couldn't have been there. No, you're right. She probably wouldn't even did that if the mama was there. Because if the mama was there, It would be different. It would be a lot different. Wow. Robin, this was really good. We'll have to do this again soon. What do you want to say to my audience before we uh, end this interview? Leave us with some kind words. uh, Well, I think um, I just always try to live by, I want to be the change that I want to see. I hold myself to accountability. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't just expect everything external to line up and not have any expectations for myself. So (laughs) I want to lead with love. That's my thing. Lead with love and grace. And then, um, you know, be that change and hold myself accountable. When I do wrong, I, I I call myself out. And then I have friends, you know, like you and some others that will call me out. And I appreciate that. And it might not feel good and it don't feel good when it's happening initially. Mm -hmm. But as I chew on it for a few days, I'm like, okay, they got a point. Okay. Let me, let me get myself right. Let me get, because I have, I have a bigger calling, a greater purpose. I got a little girl looking at me. I got this world. Like, I feel like black people, we got a lot riding on our shoulders. Like when we show up in the room, it's, we, we really 30, 40, 50, 100 deep. Mm-hmm. You, know, you only see one black person. Though. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we, we we got a lot riding on this. So we have to summon the um, the strength of our ancestors and God above. And we have to gird our loins and just go into this fight, you know. That's good. We're going to take good. this territory. Yeah. And we're going to take it. Yeah. So your products, how do we find you so that we could order your products? Yes, ma'am. So I have an Instagram page. It's Ariel Tree of Life, A-E-R-I-A-L underscore tree underscore of underscore life. 
and um, you could just message me and then let me know, and then I can come to where you are. I could send it in the mail, however, um, and um, yeah, we'll social there. media is primarily the best way. Nice. Wow, Robin, this was good. We've got to do this again really soon. Oh, girl, you know I can talk to you. Whenever time we talk, though, we're going to talk for like two hours. I know, I know. You forever. I know. You have so much much to give, and I tell you this all the time. Like, I hear that preacher in you, girl. Oh, Girl, yes. I told my parents that they started laughing. It was like, yeah, your friends see something you don't see it yourself. <laughs> you know, they've been trying to push me. I'm like, no, ma'am, don't want no parts of that. I see my dad is a pastor, so I saw, you know, what he went through. Right. And, um, it takes a know, lot out of you. He just have to run me down. Please don't let him run you down. <laughs> Do not, please, please don't let them run you down, honey. Don't do that. It's crazy because every time I talk about you, I always talk about um, when we met in church and how we were in the group and the the first lady was like, so I just want you to speak life over the people in your group. And then the music came up and it was the next person's turn. And I'm always such a shy person. So I was like, gosh, I hope this thing will end before um, it's my turn to pray. And then you prayed and I was, you were like, Father God. I was like, ah! <laughs> I always tell this story. I'm like, listen, I had to open one eye to see which girl was praying. Okay, that girl. <laughs> just And I heard it. Like, I heard it in your voice. I felt it in my spirit. I was like, oh, this chick has a calling. It's like, come well, on. You, know, you got to come, come. before the throne of grace. So you can find mercy. The help in the time of need, honey. We all have time of need. You know? But we all got that faith. We all got that calling. Yeah. You know, it's in different capacities, but we all got it. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm going to let you go because I know you need to get in and take care of yourself. You just left the gym. But I certainly appreciate you uh, coming oh, on the yeah. show and would love to have you back. And Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, girl. Anytime. And uh, so this is Robin Costella. Did I say that right? Castilia. Robin Castilia of Ariel Tree of Life. And uh, we want to thank you again for joining us and we'll talk with you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, I couldn't have planned this better and I did it. (laughs) But didn't I tell you it was going to be great? I was thinking, oh, wow, this is awesome for Black History Month just to hear about a lovely couple and how they deal with race and uh, racism um, and in a happy marriage with a beautiful daughter, Robin Castilia. She is an entrepreneur. She is the owner of Ariel Tree of Life with a ton of products for you guys to uh, try. Um, I actually tried her products um, doing a scalp cleansing session Uh, with one of my clients and my client loved it 
So make sure you go to her Instagram page, Ariel Tree of Life, and check her out. But man, she dropped so many gems. I'm just like in awe. (laughs) I am right now. Hey, if you have anything you think you can add to the show, feel free to um, send me an email. Uh, Email me at Tanya. Actually, it's info at TanyaStokes.com. That's info at TanyaStokes.com. And in the subject box, just put, I would like to be on the show. And boom, you are on the show. That's how we do it. Everybody has, like, I do believe that you should have an opinion about whatever. It's yours. It's your personal opinion. And if you want to express your opinion about whatever, feel free to do it. But I enjoyed Robin Castilla of Aerial Tree of Life. Even Jax enjoyed her. Man, he's sitting here wagging his tail. Getting on my nerves too because he wants to go out for a walk. But uh, make sure you share this broadcast with your family and friends. And um, hey, we'll be chatting with Robert Blygen. He owns about eight barbershops in the South Carolina and Georgia area. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that interview as well. Um, Once again, I am on nine platforms. So you can listen to me. Tell your friends to listen wherever they get their podcast. I'm on nine different platforms. Okay. And you are always welcome to be on the show. I can talk to anybody about anything. But I want to thank you guys for spending this time with me. And um, I look forward to chatting with you soon. So on the nine different platforms, look up the Tanya Stokes podcast. Why? Because I couldn't find a name. All the names were taken, but my name, Tanya Stokes. (laughs) So look up the Tanya Stokes podcast and let's chat. I'm Tanya Stokes. We'll talk soon. Bye.